0: Hey, subscribe to the Fashion League podcast on iTunes. So, last
1: Thursday
0: american luxury brand coach held a huge bash in celebration of their 75th anniversary also on a sort of side note but totally related for the 75th anniversary coach designed a new mascot rexy the tyrannosaurus rex rexy is on a lot of the coach knitwear and handbags and accessories but there's this really cute little coin case tricky the triceratops I featured it in the Fashion League gift guide earlier this month. It's only 90 bucks. Anyway, so right after Coach's pre-fall 17 show at Pier 94, the runway show area opened up into the after party in a very Alexander Wang manner. It was a very 70s vibe with vintage cars propped throughout the venue. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a good gram of myself on the cars, but I did post the aftermath of many failed attempts. (laughs) coach is really trying to be the cool kid brand the model uh binks walked in the show zoe kravitz was there and these girls also walk for alexander wang and are in alexander wang campaigns speaking of campaigns it was just announced yesterday that selena gomez aka the most followed person on instagram just inked a 10 million dollar deal with coach She's going to be the new face of the brand and likely will be designing her own line for Coach. And this is on the heels of her being the face of Louis Vuitton's Series 5 campaigns. Remember when Selena was a Disney star with a line at Kmart?
1: Hi, Sabrina. Hi. So great to be here in my office on a Saturday, time of my life with Michaela. You
2: love being with me though.
1: I do. What I really love is your red lip. Thank you. You're awesome. I
2: try to have a red lip often. It's NARS. I don't know what the name is. Oh, Cruella. Is oh my
1: god, it? it's so <coughs> fitting.
2: It is. <laughs> I know you were trying to insult me a little bit by saying that I was evil, but I like
1: it. No, I like Cruella. She's a lot of style. She
2: does. So, Sabrina. So who are you? Tell us.
1: I'm just a regular Dakota girl. No <laughs> Mm -hmm. I am a New Yorker that is a publicist and I work at Factory PR as an account executive I work on the accessories account I have other things about me that I can share but it's just the so vast do you want to be more specific how
2: did you start working in fashion PR
1: so I actually wanted to do fashion editorial when I was in college so when I was a junior I decided to intern at Connie Nast my first internship was at Self Magazine and then I did a year at Glamour Magazine and then I did a year at Teen Vogue and I really loved it but before I graduated I kind of I wanted to try something new and see if my interests could have been similar to fashion editorial. So I freelance at a PR company, Prep Group, and it was actually a ter- not, not a terrible experience. <laughs> no, 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 I just wasn't very good at it, just because I'd never done it before, and I was freelancing, and all my internships were completely different. I thought that oh, it's like really similar, but it turned out to be very different. But was
2: your first job out of yeah, college? it was my
1: first job that was paid i was still technically in college but my senior year second semester i didn't have any classes so but because it was like so challenging i kind of wanted to try it again so when i graduated i decided to look at jobs in pr as well as fashion editorial and i ended up working at people's revolution where i met michaela (laughs) yay (laughs) yay so after I worked at People's Revolution, I decided that I really liked it and also that fashion editorial wasn't really challenging enough to stimulate me. So I continued on in that career path, and forward uh, a few years,
2: I'm here. So, with your experience working at Glamour, Self, and Teen Vogue, with recent news that Teen Vogue is now a quarterly publication. Mm-hmm.
1: And Self is no longer publishing.
2: Self was initially partnering or joined with the publishing group of Glamour, mm-hmm. and now their last print publication for Self will be in February. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this changing landscape for fashion publishing?
1: I think it's definitely sad. I grew up reading magazines. I love doing that. I mean, but to think of nowadays, I don't even read magazines. So I kind of understand why it's going more digital and why magazines are going out of print because everything is so much more accessible and you don't have to pay $5 or whatever, subscribe to a yearly magazine to get the information. It is really just sad just because I was on those teams and I've seen some people that I've worked with. I know that those people don't have jobs anymore and that the jobs in that field are the Opportunities are just decreasing. So, when I think about it like that, it definitely is just heartbreaking. But because we are becoming a more social media focused world, the possibilities are endless. Print was so limiting in general. There's only so many print publications, but there can be an infinite amount of online outlets, an infinite amount of bloggers. People just have to take what they're good at and try to learn new skills and shift their focus.
2: Hearst recently announced that they're doing virtual reality. They have a team of people who are solely working on, I want to say new media, but people associate new media with all these social media platforms and I feel like Hearst is looking at something that's a little more innovative and beyond social media platforms. What do you think is the next thing for publishing but old media platforms like Hearst, Condé Nast, Timing? What should they be looking towards or what is something you're are looking into for your clients
1: it's hard to say what the next new big thing is going to be i think social media obviously is. it's hard because of the new things that are coming out like snapchat it's hard to monitor younger people they get more satisfaction in the things that are quick and easy and are here for one second but then disappear so from a PR standpoint it is even more challenging for us to do our jobs because print publications I know 2,000 people a month read Esquire magazine I know that the Nylon they have a specific target so when I'm trying to place brands into magazines I have those statistics to work from and I can say okay well these are the type of people that do this and this is what your brand needs to focus on but the new media Media, it's harder because if Elaine from Teen Vogue posts a Snapchat and she's wearing ray Bans, for example, I'm like, oh, that's great. I want to report that. I can't really report back to Ray-Ban and say, okay, well, Elaine got 10,000 views on her Snapchat because that's not information that is available to me. It's challenging to grow in the same pace that our new media is evolving. So I feel like the PR companies are at the same pace as the Hearst and the Condé's trying to figure out what's next. We wanna be a step ahead so we can present those things to our client. But yeah, I mean it's hard to say. So
2: with mentioning Snapchat, they recently launched Spectacles, which is it's kind of GoPro but for glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like their Google Glass and sort of been more successful than Google Glass in marketing it. What is it? Vending machines in Venice, yeah. California. Do you feel like there's an opportunity for that in fashion PR?
1: Maybe I feel like
2: Especially with everyone Instagramming during Fashion Month, all the blurry runway images. I feel like if you get that behind-the-scenes imagery through spectacles, mm. would that be beneficial? I think so. Obviously, I'm leading you. <laughs> leading the witness.
1: <laughs> I don't have that much information on that venture for Snapchat. It sounds really cool. The thing is that people are going to follow people that they already are familiar with. So you know, it's easy to say, well, now that there's new spectacles and snapchat oh we need to go into spectacles but like every brand that does it isn't going to be successful you always you already have to be an established brand for someone to want to know what your perspective is so that's a great inside look if you're already established but most people that are looking for pr are not established there's so many new brands they need to start off with more traditional methods before they can do something like spectacle and snapchat
2: did you hear about the guy that was posing as a stylist for all these publications? Yeah,
1: it was on Daily Horra. What was that about? How are you? Guys, oh my god! How is PR dealing with people, this? Okay, a- so I did. They haven't contacted us here,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's happened. Like people do this. Like this is people's job. We were contacted like a few months ago, maybe a year ago, by someone who said they were working at like Travel and Leisure, and mm-hmm. like their email address was like blah 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 at Travel dot com, mm-hmm. and we actually to what to check for and even that you have to check for something like that because if it's not like a freelancer you're not like double checking their lor they what's an lor Um, i know what's
2: an lor (laughs) a
1: letter of responsibility so a lot of stylists will
2: i'm going to delete this whole section because i don't want you guys faking oh yeah
1: yeah don't do that it's illegal. oh my god we're teaching them how to steal from us no next segment No, but I want to know. <laughs> okay, but back to my story about the fake Travel and Leisure yes. person. They emailed and they had this Travel and Leisure email address. It probably was at travelandleisure.net or something. And then, because they were shooting at a hotel and they needed the samples directly to the hotel. The person like forwarded the email to the team after careful inspection. We were like, well, Travel and Leisure is not Sabrina George at net. So, how about fucking that? This is a scammer. And then we forwarded it to the travel and leisure people. It wasn't travel and leisure, by the way, so don't quote me on that. But we forwarded it to the travel it was and leisure something people. Like it was that. something along the lines of like a travel and leisure publication. But we forwarded it to the people at the publication and they were like, that was not us, honey. But how do you even
2: protect yourself against? You
1: just have to be careful. You have to, It's easy to overlook an email address. When, my, when I send an email, Sabrina George comes out, not Sabrina at FactoryPR. If it's someone that is saying, I work at travel and leisure, like it's not something that you're trying to dot your eyes and cross your teeth to. Especially if you're a new person and you don't know who the travel and leisure team is. I can be like, well, that's not Katie. Katie does sends all the sample requests. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: This was an experiment. I just upside
1: down my coffee?
2: Coffee collar.
1: Coffee collar? You <laughs> didn't
2: know that was called a coffee collar? because that That's just,
1: not a coffee collar. What is it called? It's a sleeve.
2: A coffee sleeve. Mm-hmm. This is a coffee collar because it goes around the neck of the coffee. It's a coffee collar. It's a sleeve where's his other arm?
1: Okay, we'll have that one.
2: No, I win. <laughs> I'm <laughs> correct.
1: Next. Oh, look what fucking comes up when I Google coffee sleeve.
2: You're terminology from West fuck of wherever you came from. <laughs> <laughs> What do fashion people work on in December? It's December 3rd, today, Saturday. What are we doing?
1: Right now, close out anything for the holiday season. You're not doing
2: anything? I'm not doing anything.
1: No, <laughs> but like at the end of the year, it's like all like end of year reports and strategies for the next year. And then if you are working on Fashion Week shows, they're locking in venues and making sure the designers know that you better pay X amount of money because there's new people that have never done fashion before, so you just want to get them a timeline and tell them this is the cost for IMG and these are the costs of the venue and it's going to cost like $50,000 to do what you want to do and do you have that money? Because if you don't then you need to not have Fashion Week. Just intro stuff to Fashion Week and wrapping out anything for the year. How does a PR
2: agency deal with more established designers like DVF or whoever pulling out of New York Fashion Week? Does it discourage newer designers?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little discouraging for newer designers thinking that this is the path to becoming a successful designer and then seeing people who are established and successful decide not to do it anymore. And then so many editors still go to Fashion Week and it's not even all about just going to the shows and being seen, being snapped uh, by photographers. So I think these major brands are deciding not to do it. I think it's still going to be So Fashion Week
2: essentially is just taking on a different
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely taking on a new light. But for new designers, you want to to get in front of the people who are still going because and a lot of bloggers are going. There's new designers coming in and new editors coming in and new attendees coming in. Even if DVF isn't showing anymore, Vogue is still going to come to the shows. Glamour's still coming to the shows. And these bloggers who are the new media are going to be there. So it's still important.
2: Speaking of blogging, you can talk about it or not talk about it. It's a little controversial, but there was this article on Vogue.com where they were saying that bloggers were one of the words pathetic. <laughs> and just the whole changing the ecosystem for fashion publishing. And they wrote a little blog entry on Vogue.com about mm-hmm. how they experienced bloggers in, during Milan Fashion Week.
1: I totally understand the perspective of the editor, and I totally understand the perspective of the blogger. I am neither of those. <laughs> so, <laughs> I personally am not benefiting from designers sending me clothes and the like Uh, I'm never going to be sitting in front row at a show so I don't feel personally offended that a blogger takes like priority or that it's important for bloggers to get photographed because not only the bloggers are getting photographed it is a lot of the editors who are going out to fashion week for more than the shows. Editors, I feel like the older ones are the people who are more (laughs) embedded in our industry Don't be an ageist, okay? (laughs) You
2: said the older ones. The
1: older in terms of the length of time they've been working in the more experienced. There are people that don't care about being photographed, but I think a lot of people do. I think that for editor I have
2: been trying to look at your son. You're, you're, mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Picking on in glasses. Yes. But if you look at a lot of the established editors nowadays, they have such huge Instagram followings. Why is that though? I love following editors. I follow more editors on Instagram than I do celebrities. Why though? Because they have so much more personality and they have like their own fashion. Sense and I feel like celebrities are so they have stylists, and then also their personalities don't really shine through in their social media because, yeah, they can't really be who they are, and And then
2: they'll be pigeonholed, and
1: right, and also because a lot of celebrities don't even manage their own Instagram account, so you don't even see their authentic selves. <laughs> Michaela said Beyonce No I didn't <laughs> I just want to out there That I love Beyonce And I think the Beyonce's Instagram Is a little underwhelming I feel like social media Is a way to Have access To someone's life Beyonce's Instagram Doesn't really show me About her Stop personality Stop talking about Beyonce
2: You brought I Beyonce to up. This whole thing. Yeah you
1: brought Beyonce oh, I love you Beyonce
2: you didn't see Naomi Campbell. I didn't trying
1: to see Naomi no Campbell. I am
2: trying to see her I'm I 15. I like Naomi
1: like how I like her. And pictures. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So Cosmo They have a television show Coming out On yeah. E Excited Not excited Okay
1: I'm over the reality show shit The scripted reality I feel like Cosmo Errors on that show I love Cosmo I love the editors of Cosmo But I would never be myself On a television show
2: Yeah no one's their self So but That's not the point I'm saying Are you excited to watch it Like I'm not expecting Any of the editors To be themselves I mean this is
1: my life like, You're gonna I, watch it I live it You're So going I don't have it. to watch it you watch it I know what they're gonna it.
2: talk about You're I'll watch, watch it, the
1: first episode and be like You're
2: gonna watch it.
1: I will watch it and talk shit you're about it You're gonna watch it. I'm not gonna like it. It's not about liking it. I'm gonna like
2: it and I'm gonna watch
1: I it. I also watched House of DVF. Did I like it? No. Every episode was painful. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you realize that it's almost January 2017? We have days left until then.
1: I mean, we got fewer days left until my birthday. When's your birthday? Thursday?
2: Really? You lied. Didn't we go laser tag for your birthday? One we of went those laser
1: days? tag for your birthday.
2: No, my birthday, we went to the sugar factory. That was hot. No, I was in July. Oh, times. it
1: was your event and it was my birthday week. You invited all your friends and just called it my birthday party. Gina was there. She's your friend. Yeah, bye-bye.
2: I'm your friend. I was there. Yeah, I I'm not your just friend. Up to
1: your party that was for my birthday. I sucked so bad at it. You do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever. What else do we have to discuss? Anything you're looking forward to for 2017? Are you want to talk my personal life? Not particularly.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to. Have new that?
2: designers for DKNY.
1: Well, they've been around. I don't see. No, like, I
2: said new, new. Just, they are not there anymore. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Maxwell and Chow—they're gone. What the fuck? I love announcing things. Oh, so like the last podcast, I got to tell Chris that Teen Vogue was quarterly because he was in the Philippines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm telling you that there are new designers at DKNY because that they was <laughs> short-lived as fuck. Yay! Yeah. That was beautiful. I love announcing shit. I'm so knowledgeable or whatever. You are. Thank shit. Alright. What else do you care about? Tell me.
1: I care about Kanye's breakdown. I care about... Condé? Kanye. Kanye.
2: <laughs> I want to talk about Kanye because I had an argument with my friend Steven Magrel. You slut.
1: <laughs> I don't know who that is. disclaimer.
2: Did you enjoy the Life of Popo album or no?
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like it was...
2: Comparable to any good, great albums, or it was just like
1: regular album. Eight oh eight heartbreak was my number one. Cause you never been heartbroken, you're married as fuck, so like you don't relate to this shit. Us single people are over here struggling to find some Pause.
2: Delete. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be a part of this. What did you study in school? Where did you go to school?
1: I went to Hunter College. I originally was a math major. And Why were you a math major? I was good at it. I was like a genius, but it was boring as fuck too. It was so fucking boring. I could not. Everyone around me just so dull. Like four semesters of math. I was just like, I fucking can't do with this shit anymore. And the teachers were so smart that they did not know how to teach anything. It's like explaining to someone how to breathe. Like you can't do it because you just automatically know how to do it. And that's what it felt like being in math class. So I was like, "This is boring so anyway." And you changed too. So I decided not to become a math professor. Well, my second career choice was TRL host, <laughs> <laughs> but since that ended, <laughs> no, no. it's like fine. <laughs> but after it ended, I was like, "Fuck it! I guess I'll just stick to what I'm good
2: at—math."
1: Then I went back to entertainment fashion.
2: So was that your major? Uh, my your major? major
1: was media studies.
2: Media studies
1: mm-hmm. at Hunter College. Yeah, it was a poor choice. It Uh, was a
2: poor choice? It was a
1: good choice if I wanted to be a math professor because their education program is really good. Mm -hmm. But I should have just studied English. I feel like that's more, I use that more. That's what
2: everyone studies in fashion. I feel like you're either English, fine arts, something, history.
1: But I didn't go into college with the mindset that I would do that, or else I would have gone to a school that was known for that
2: or there's a theme in my podcast. You're the third person to mention this. I went to college and did something else. Yeah. That's you know like what? life
1: though. I feel like a lot of people are like that. unless your career is like finance, then my you career probably was finance <laughs> Well that's another issue. That's another issue. <laughs> a lot of people they ended up doing a different career than what their major was. And majors are so general anyway that who can cares? Like what are the what is what the fuck is media studies? That means you're gonna be a PR person. Yeah, that's what you're gonna be Well get. like what is it really? What does it really mean exactly? Easiest what part? major
2: Don't something. drop out of
1: school if you
2: do not drop out of school <laughs> and if you <laughs> You still
1: need the paper to get a job.
2: <laughs> if you feel like you wanna drop out. Just, just do good,
1: media studies. Just do media studies
2: <laughs> Good that's good advice. Undergrad is about gaining the ability to learn.
1: Undergrad is about learning what your limit is and drinking.
2: (laughs) I didn't drink until I was about to graduate.
1: And look at you, you have to go get your master's. (laughs) Go to graduate school if your career requires you to go to graduate school. If you don't want to worry about life for another two years, go to grad school and you have money to blow. For the next two years, if your parents already
2: provided you with four years of undergrad living, then do not ask them for an additional two.
1: Ask it. If they got it, (laughs) take it. Shit. I would go to school for the rest of my life if my parents were like, as long as you're in school, we're going to support you. I feel like
2: immigrants' parents don't play that. They're like, what is your goal? to are- I, science- I personally
1: <laughs> didn't go to grad school. My mom, <laughs> to this day, be like, here are some other career opportunities <laughs> for you. And I'm like, if you bring this to me one more time, and she'll bring this to me one more time, and be like, okay, thank you. The Passion is not a career after, career after career, but I mean, I feel you. I went to the gym, did the class, best class ever. What class are you taking? That class it's called best. But ever. Really? Mm. Every Sunday, you can knock Highline. It's working, you want to see? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs>
2: If it was working, I would have saw it when I came in. (laughs) It's
1: not like next level yet. I just started.
2: How long have you been doing it? This Equinox best butt ever?
1: I've done it three times.
2: You want to show me your three-day booty. First of all, I go to the
1: gym and I work on my glutes But you've only been doing this. You should have seen them before.
2: Stop. Sit down.
1: (laughs) So you know
0: what I remember about you with your little booty? I don't
1: remember the good things about me. (laughs) Disrespectful. (laughs) You know what? Say it. I don't care. I'm proud of that moment i was fucking tired it was late i was looking for a fucking manicure and i walked into a pole and it had a knot on my fucking head that's what i can remember so i swear to god i haven't laughed about this situation
0: (laughs) in like two years
1: just two two?
0: when was the last time two years ago when when i told the last person about listen i was just going over
1: telling people the story when i'm not present That's fucked up. I was just
2: going over like,
1: Sabrina, last
2: time I talked about this, I didn't even laugh. I swear to God, I didn't laugh. But when I was coming into this building, (laughs) I couldn't move my body. (laughs)
1: I was What's so one of the, the greener moments? Definitely one of the highlights of my life
2: for We're sure. working.
1: What time was it? Maybe 2 30, o'clock.
2: And we were like, we're going to go to the 24 hour manicure salon. <laughs> did
1: we even get manicures? We did get manicures. We- and they fucked up my gel manicure. You didn't get a gel. You got a regular polish. Because- no, she thought it was a regular polish and it was a gel. It <laughs> never dried.
2: <laughs> Sabrina, we were walking, delirious, 2 o'clock in the morning.
1: 3 o'clock, give me some, give
2: me some. We left work. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I lived in Delaware. You were ridiculous.
1: (laughs) It was freezing. We
2: got off at the wrong stop. What was this? February Fashion Week? Oh, my word. So anyway, we're walking and Sabrina walks into a pole. (laughs) And it makes the most audible sound (laughs) I have ever heard in my life. It's like a cartoon sound. Boing. <laughs> and someone stops in the street. And, and someone were... stops in the street and asks if something is wrong with me.
1: Because uh, <laughs> you were dying on the floor. Oh, dying of
2: laughter. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Sabrina.
1: I got a knot in my head after that.
2: You did have a knot in your head after that. During
1: Fashion Week, I had a knot on my fucking head. Because you didn't seem
2: that injured when it happened.
1: I put my pain. Because I was numb. I was numb. Because it was cold. And it was cold. And all I wanted to do was get my nails done. And they gave me a fake manicure. Like, it was the worst day. It was a good day.